0: is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern. And then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrostercom forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. I'm gonna say that again. We've gotta get better at pivoting than we are at planning. Pivoting is more important than planning and planning is so important I'm a huge planner, right? I'm a huge advocate. I think planning is so, so, so important. It sets us up for success. It allows us to be intentional. It allows us to live by design instead of by default. Like planning is so important. But hear me, if you want to have success as a working mom, even better than planning, which you've got to be really good at, you've got to be even better at pivoting. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues, so let's get at it. Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Today we are talking about that elusive work-life balance. Ah, work-life balance. I feel like this is such a hot... Topic, it's something that so many of us struggle with, um, and always feeling like we're being pulled in a hundred different directions, and finding that we can't really be present wherever we are because there's always someone else who needs us. Our mind is always at work if we're at home, and at home if we're at work. Um, And I get all of that, and I get that it can be really overwhelming sometimes. So today I'm going to give you. Three mental shifts uh, for working moms that really helped me to better navigate my work life and my motherhood life and do it all, handle it all, hold it all with just more grace and compassion and um, make it all a little more enjoyable for me at least. And I think it's going to help you guys too. So I think regardless of what your circumstance looks like now, if you've gone from being just like, a working woman, a working professional, or like a working wife to the life of a working mom, like that transition will get (laughs) you. That is not easy. And I know at least initially when I first got pregnant maybe, and I was still working in my law firm, in a big office, managing all of those things, um, I was expecting that once I had the baby, I would still be able to show up at work and do the same things and work the same hours and have the same energy in the in the way that I was used to which I quickly discovered was just a ridiculous expectation that I had of myself right and it would always just put me in this tailspin of all the guilt and the anxiety and I had to really stop and be intentional about reframing how I was approaching being a working mom and what that meant for me and the adjustments I would have to make to be able to thrive in both avenues um, without feeling like I was just doing a crap job at at both of them. And I remember back when Amory was first born, so she's just about to turn six, um, I was running my law firm and I remember... It was one of the really early days that I went back to the office without her, and she was home with her dad, so she must have been like, mm, I want to say maybe like five, six weeks old. She was really young, and I was exclusively breastfeeding her at the time, and I remember going back to the office, Jeff and I both being first-time parents, and like just feeling like I was starting to get into the workflow for that day. And just feeling like I was starting to be able to focus and get in the zone and get the stuff done that was just on my list and answer emails and all the things, right? And I remember getting this call from Jeff. This was like 11 a.m. And he was just at his wit's end. And he's like, she won't stop crying. I don't know what to do. Like, I I need you. And I just had to drop. I, I didn't have to. I just dropped everything that I was doing at work and I told my staff and I told my team and I told my partner I'm like I got I got to go home. And Jeff and I were both so new at this and it's like what do you do? Right? Like he was at his wits end. He he was desperate. He needed help and I I just what like that that season for me was so difficult transitioning into what life looked like being a mom, being a present mom and also still continuing to pour into my career. Um, in a way that I felt was responsible and in a way that I was really, you know, I was really passionate about my work. So I say all that to say I can relate to wherever you're at. Um, Whether you work outside the home, whether you work at home, um, whether you hold a paying job, or whether you are a stay-at-home mom and you're responsible for managing the home and the kids and all of your family's life, maybe your homeschooling mom, whatever it looks like, right? Whatever work, like I said in air quotes, whatever work looks like for you, I know that it can be really freaking frustrating to adjust to. And I know it can be really frustrating to try to get anything done when you have small children or you have kids in the picture. And before I really get into these three mental shifts, Also, I want to just remind all of you listening, and this is so helpful for me, I remind myself of this all the time, is that parenting is a work in seasons. It's just done in seasons, right? And this isn't like a guilt thing of like, enjoy the season that you're in, it's going to pass so fast. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that the season that you're in, if each season presents its own challenges... And each season presents its own strengths, okay? So whatever season you're in of parenthood right now, if you have small babies, if you have toddlers that cannot be left alone for 10 seconds or they will destroy something or injure themselves, right? If you have kids who are now school age and you're getting a block at least from like whatever, sometime in the morning until mid-afternoon to be able to do the things that you want to do without constant interruption or feeling like your kids are stuck watching screens while you're trying to get work done or whatever. All of these seasons are different and they're going to come and they're going to go. So my encouragement, my invitation to you within all of that is to just take it for what it is. When the baby season if you feel like you're only working right now in these small little like hour increments while your baby's napping, Give yourself so much grace, do the best that you can in those increments. And you're going to blink and it's going to be on to the next season. And then they're going to be in school. And now I'm at a point where I'm like getting my work done in the car while they're at dance class, right? And I'm sitting out in the parking lot, like it just shifts. So we have to be good at shifting with it and not getting too caught up in it. Not getting into this spiral where we're like, I'll never work again. (laughs) Like I'll never get anything done ever again. No, we have rough days. All of us have rough days. We have rough seasons. And I say rough in the sense of like, just not having as much control over our time or our energy or our attention as we did right before we had kids. Um, So I say all of that to say, enjoy where you're at, make the best of it. Don't let it pass by while you're just frustrated the whole time and flustered um, because each season is truly so beautiful. It's just going to require something different of you in order for you to be able to show up maybe in a different way in, in those, those different seasons, um, but you can make it work. <laughs> so let's go through it. Here are the three mental shifts that really helped me cope, really helped me just approach my work and life Differently, healthier, I think, so that I wasn't setting myself up for failure and trying to work and be a really present, good mom and wife um, and doing all of it wasn't just so overwhelming that it was driving me crazy. So, the first reframe, I think, is really just to reframe what work life balance is. Like, what is work life balance? And for a long time, I really even hated that term because I'm like, I don't want to see this as separate. Like, my work is such a big part of my life. My life feeds into so much of my work. Like, they really are integrated, and we hear that term a lot now too, right? Like, work-life integration. And I get that because they're not separate. Like, I want to be able to do all of the things that are important to me and that I value and show up in all of these different roles and all these different spaces and not feel like I'm constantly trying to put them in their own little buckets or, sup- or keep them separate because they're just not. And I think with the word balance, something that I really had to reframe within that term or that idea or the visual I had was I think for a long time, particularly early in my motherhood journey, when I thought of being balanced, I was really thinking of like these scales where whatever it is that you're balancing on the scales, like let's say it's I don't know, grains of sand, right? That you would have to have the same exact amount, same number of grains of sand on each side of the scale in order for it to be balanced. And like, think about how precarious that is. Like you sneeze and it's off balance, right? Like it's just so unattainable. And I think that if that's what we're striving, if that's what we're striving for in our motherhood work-life balance, we're setting ourselves up to feel miserably inadequate, to feel like we're constantly failing because we're never going to be able to show up 100% for all of the things. It's just not possible. Like all of us have limits in our capacity. We have limits in our bandwidth, right? We have limits in our time. Like we're, we're, we're all just bound by time where we have, we're bound in certain respects with our energy and our attention. Like we're not God. We don't just have limitless supplies of these things. So we can't go 100% maybe how we used to um, at work and then also feel like we can also give 100% with our children or in our marriages or whatever it is that we're trying to quote-unquote balance, right? So instead of trying to keep everything perfectly in order and perfectly balanced because that's a facade and a mirage and it doesn't exist, instead how I've reframed it is picture a woman on a tightrope, like one of those high, what are they called? Like a tightrope walker, right? Picture a woman who's a tightrope walker. She's up high on that tightrope. And you know how when um, tightrope walkers are high on on the rope, they're carrying that long balancing pole. And it's literally called a balancing pole. I just Googled that right before I jumped on to record this. They're holding that balancing pole. And they take a step, And sometimes that balancing pole leans, woo, far to the left, right? And they have to, like, use it to balance them and recalibrate. And that whole time, they're veering, they're leaning, they're, like, readjusting, but they're still balancing on that tightrope. And I think that's such a better representation of what it looks like to have a work-life balance. Like, yeah, sometimes there are seasons, there are days and weeks where I have to spend or I get to spend a lot more time in my work projects, right? And it means that Jeff and I have to do a really good job that week at communicating with each other and making sure that no no important balls are being dropped. And then there are other times when I get to balance my pole on the other side, right? And I have far less that's demanding of me in my work life and I can be around a lot more with my kids and, you know, take days off and we can go on adventures and vacations and all of these things. And those are like the two extremes. But for the most part, it's just this daily like leaning one way and then leaning the other way. And whatever's being asked of me wherever I'm needed in that moment but it doesn't mean that I'm off balance, right? Like I'm still balanced. I'm just constantly weaving in and out, in and out, side to side, left to right, like up and down. It's just this constant weave, but I'm still balanced, but I'm still balanced. So I think when we can reframe our work-life balance in that sense and not expect it to always be so consistent and and something that can just be thrown off so easily or something that requires so much Pressure or perfection from us, and just understand that, like, yeah, I'm gonna weave, I'm gonna bob, I'm gonna like maybe even misstep once in a while, but I can do all of that and still be balanced. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns. And they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. Second thing, number two. You've got to redefine what a productive day is. This is so important. Like, forget your, your long to-do checklist, whatever. Forget getting to inbox zero. Forget, like, feeling... You know, leaving the office or leaving your your home office or whatever, just feeling complete, whatever. I'm saying that in air quotes, right? Whatever that means, like it's just not going to happen anymore. I shouldn't say that. It's not going to happen as frequently, and maybe it shouldn't be your expectation once your once you have children, right? And you're a working mom. It's just not going to be the same. So what you need to do is you just need to adjust, and you need to be more productive in the time that you have to work so that then you can be more present in the time that you're with your family. So I no longer have all these long to-do lists that I used to have when I had way more time to be at the office and working and I didn't have so many demands on my time. Um, So now what I do is at the end of the day, I write down my top three priorities for the following day. And those are three things that are actually going to move the needle forward. So it's not answering emails, it's not like admin stuff, it's not, I don't know, like little annoying stuff that I can tend to get caught up in that's really time consuming. It's like the stuff that needs to get done today and the most important at the first one, right? So then I start with that. And then, if I can start with that and I can check that off, it's like, man, I actually did what was most important today. It's done. It made a difference. I've made progress in my business. Um, I've grown. I've used my time wisely. On to number two. And I can usually get through those top three priorities before I have to go pick up my kids from school in the afternoon or whatever else it is. So I leave every day feeling productive because I was actually doing focused, deep work on things that were moving my business forward without feeling like I just got to the office and flailed around for a couple hours because I couldn't figure out what to work on or I was so overwhelmed because I have so much to do or whatever. Like when I show up in the morning, I already know exactly what I'm going to be working on in priority. So I don't even have to think about it. I can just jump right in and get working. Really just setting boundaries to use your time wisely. Use your time wisely when you're at work so that you can get done what you need to get done so that when you're home, you don't have to be working worrying about work, right? So for me, like that's my inbox, man. I got to keep that inbox closed until usually until about noon, because if I get into the office and I start going through my inbox first thing in the morning, I will get sucked in. And the next thing I know, I just spent whatever, two hours responding to emails, getting back to people, forwarding stuff, organizing stuff, like doing all these dinky little things that didn't actually do anything to move my business forward. And it's such a time suck, right? And I just don't have the time for that anymore. So I say all that also to say, let me give you a life hack. (laughs) Um, The most productive app on your phone is airplane mode. It just is. So like if you really need to do some work, you really have things that you feel like you need to do when you're in the office, put your phone on airplane mode, leave it in the car, put it in the bathroom. Like I don't care where you put it, but just keep it out of your reach so that you can, do what you've got to do, work on those top three priorities, and then spend an hour or so doing the other stuff that you've got to do before your work day ends and you go be present with your kids and your and your partner. And then the last one there with defining a uh, redefining a productive day is really to extend yourself so much grace and so much compassion because it's hard. It's hard to make that adjustment from just having so much undivided attention to your work to feel like your brain is suddenly mush or like you're a hamster on a wheel with the number of things you have to get done at work and in your family. So just extending yourself grace. Like there's some days when I don't get anything done, anything that I wanted to do and it's okay. It's okay. There are days when I am just feeling really tired. Like a couple of nights ago, my daughter peed in her bed and at like one in the morning, she ended up in my bed and she is a flailer and I just didn't sleep. Right. And I'll be honest with you guys. Like I just didn't get a lot done that day because it was tough. I was exhausted and I had a hard time focusing and I didn't want to record or coach or interview or all of these things because those require me to be really sharp and on my game. So instead of beating myself up about it and getting stuck in this spiral of like panic or guilt or whatever, like, It's okay. I just gave myself so much grace, so much compassion. And guess what? Those days where you don't feel like you're getting stuff done, those days only last 24 hours, too. So I'm okay. I go to bed early. I wake up the next day. I feel so much better. And I probably end up getting twice as much done the next day. And guess what? The train keeps moving. All right. And then, third, the third final, the third final, the third. And final mental shift uh, for working moms that I have for you guys today is we've got to get better at pivoting than we are at planning. I'm going to say that again. We've got to get better at pivoting than we are at planning. Pivoting is more important than planning, and planning is so important. I'm a huge planner, right? I'm a huge advocate. I think planning is so, so, so important. It sets us up for success. It allows us to be intentional. It allows us to live by design instead of by default, like. Planning is so important. But hear me, if you want to have success as a working mom, even better than planning, which you've got to be really good at, you've got to be even better at pivoting. Pivoting. Like how quickly can you pivot, get back on track? How quickly can you pivot and recover when a curveball comes your way, when a child is home from school sick, when the babysitter cancels, when, I don't know, whatever it is, right? There's so much pivoting required of us as working moms that the better we get at it, it's truly a superpower. And it does take practice. It does take a lot of self-regulation tools and skills to be able to manage all those curves. But man, like one little shift, an adjustment, a last minute project, like I said, a sick kid, a a surprise, I don't know, school concert or event, like it's inevitable. It's going to happen, right? And how quickly we can adjust to that and then refocus on our work without it just ruining our whole day and derailing us emotionally and just like getting us to a point where we just phone it in for the rest of the day. So being able to just pivot and then get back to work when you can is going to have a huge impact on your productivity on your mental state, on how you're approaching this whole work-life balance thing um, because it's just going to be required of you. So it's something that we might as well just get really good at and expect because it's going to happen, right? Um, So to all of you on the work-life balance journey, I just want to say that I see you. I'm with you. There are resources for us. There are mindsets. There are tools There are habits that are more effective than others, whatever works for you and your family, but you've got this. Um, I don't know, it's kind of my thing, but the truth is, you're doing so much better than you think. I promise you, you are. So I hope this was helpful. I love you so much. I'll see you next time. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.